Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super rookie battle smasher, Jacob, joined by my co-host and super veteran, Black Hand Justin. Yo, welcome back. Today, we are discussing a pretty popular One Piece film, I think, relatively. Mm-hmm. One Piece film Z. Are you sure it's not film Z? We'll get to that. The nah, first I'm, movie... I'm starting that now, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's just let's just go straight in. So we had some qualms. <laughs> just the name, literally, just the name itself. The whole ZZ thing that's going uh-huh. on. So to explain, mm-hmm. uh, this is Romanized, which means like in English they write it One Piece film Z. Uh huh. Yes, but they're very clearly saying not in the dub because I I don't know what they say in the dub, but in the in the Japanese. They are clearly saying Zed is his yes. name. It's like mm-hmm. Z-E-D. Or like Zetto, right? Mm-hmm. But Justin, I can't read and hear at the same time. I see <laughs> Z in the subtitles. Therefore, right. it's Z, right? It's Z. It's not. <laughs> it's not, though. But <laughs> we learned something in the process of kind of looking this up. It, yeah. it also kind of is, right? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, and someone, please tell me if this is true, because this was a quick Google, you know, a couple links. I don't, I don't know how true this is. But yeah. apparently, in like the UK, Britain, and uh, some sites and some sources said Canada, the letter that we Americans say is Z, as in this movie, they would actually pronounce that as Z. So and I would mean- very much like to know if that is true. Yeah, so that means if you're in Canada or the UK, your favorite anime growing up was Dragon Ball Z. So, and that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't roll off the tongue as well as well really as I've grown up with. So that's why I took so much big issue with that. And plus, like again, like I'm looking at the title of the movie. It's called Film Z. What's the meaning of but this? But regardless of that, in my opinion, <laughs> if like when it's a name, if his his name is Z, you pronounce it how he pronounces it, right? Or how yeah. it is pronounced. Like regardless of whether or not you can misconstrue it or you know, like another meaning or something like that. Yeah, it's, like it's your Z. name. Like your name, right? As an example. Exactly. Like the example that we were talking about in our little post show. It's like, my mm-hmm. name is Justin. So like technically my name is Justice. That's the root of it. Like Latin, that's what it means. But like people don't call me that and they never would because it's not my name. Right? Yeah. If I, if, I, if I were to try and call you that, you would slap me across the face and go, shut the hell up. <laughs> my name is Justin. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, don't, don't call me that. Yeah. So I completely understand that. So I'm going to struggle throughout this episode and try to refer to our main villain, Zed. I, I adamantly stick to Zed, but I understand yeah. if you're going to say Zed. Yeah. Me, who is infamous for getting names wrong all the time, but I will do my best to refer to him as Zed. Um, also, it's just easier for me, too, because I feel like Z, I think of Vader Zim or Dragon Ball Z. So I'm just going to go with Zed in this case. So, yeah. So film Zed is a, I think, probably the hardest in terms of action movies. Like, this movie goes in on action nonstop throughout this movie. With the exception of the middle, it just takes a big, long break. And it drags a little bit. Yeah, it's not like a break, but this movie, as, as far as number of events happening... Is very very low relative to other movies. It feels like, yeah, it feels like four events total, maybe three. Yeah, it's like, like it's really just a big action piece. Yeah, which is not a bad thing because you oh, watch these action shonen movies for the action. And why do you think I'm stop. here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, as I mentioned earlier, like there's pacing issues with this movie, unfortunately, because it, it struggles to try and find reasonable ways to transition from set piece to set piece, and. We'll kind of get that into the production side, too. It, when, the, when the action starts, I think the animation quality, I think it's fair to say, is actually excels above Strong World, where throughout yeah. this movie, the quality is, like, in every detail. When, like, for example, the very first opening uh, action sequence, uh, Admiral Kisaru, uh, that's the right name, right, for the Grand Theft Auto guy? Uh, yeah, for Borsalino, yeah. Borsalino, like, okay. Yeah. And he's fighting Z. When they're smack talking each other, even their mouth movements are like super well animated. Like you're watching like a Western movie or, or like a Western um, animated movie or Pixar. And you're just like, what the heck? There's so much detail in the talking. I'm not used to this in anime, you know. And there are like this widescreen, wide shot angles where you see entire body movements when they're clashing. So you can feel the impact of each move. So the action was very satisfying to watch if you're watching the silhouettes. Unfortunately... The settings, the backdrops are so bland. 
especially compared to last movie. Yeah. It's, it's a beach. It's a volcano. It's a crater. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's so much, there's, it's, it's very clear they went all in with resources on the action and the animation. And the backdrops were like, eh, we'll get some defaults. It's it's an island. It's not too crazy. Yeah, it's definitely not a, a strong setting movie either. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to go to like an, another festival island, except it's not even really a festival island. It's just a hot spring. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. It's It can work. Like Dragon Ball Z made this work for all its runtime, right? You always just find a wasteland in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that, but, that's not like a deal breaker, necessarily. It's not. But when your last movie was Strong World, where you literally have these floating island biomes of each and every type, and when you're fighting, you're flying across them and through them at some point, it is a noticeable step down. So for our sake, how we do the week, the weekly or bi-weekly podcast, it really stands out, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But, but I will give credit for the action, because holy shit, those action scenes are really fucking good. There isn't a single action scene in this movie I think that's weak. There's only the best ones and the really good ones. Um, the Kasaru, the Bolson... What's his name again? Bolsonaro? Bolsonaro? Uh, Borsalino. Borsalino. Borsalino versus Z was an amazingly well-made fight. I think the finale fight between Z and Luffy is the best fight in the movie. Uh, Zoro versus Ayn was pretty damn good, too. Oh, yeah. Sanji's was good, too. <sighs> Sanjus was good too, but it's it's hard to give those fights as much credit though because I just don't care about those henchmen. This movie yeah. has this movie has some of the weakest henchmen in terms of like uh characterization, like how everything really. Yeah, because what's their characteristics? Oh, they're loyal and they like justice. Well, the dude Benz is his name, I believe. The Grow he, Grow fruit he, user. He dances, I think. He his unions his design is okay. Hers yeah, she his, looks super vanilla you know yeah she's pretty vanilla his design like you're right yeah the silhouette definitely stands out because he's got like the really sharp uh shoulder blades for a suit yeah but other than that that's like a fashion thing in terms of powers fashion you say (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to that in a second i just want to complete this thought because we're talking about the goons real quick um ein's power is so incredibly unique they completely undersold on making it belong to a henchman in a movie and to be thrown away yeah i it feels like it's a plot of its own. Yeah, this should have been a whole other movie or like a special where there's a person or an antagonist that has that de-ages the entire crew. And so you get your like little chibi episode, right? Where like, oh, you get your like cute little baby one piece yeah, straw hat. Hashtag for the merch. you know, For the merch, exactly. And you get to go on your own little Goonies adventures, right? But instead of going for a treasure, which you could still do that, but you're also trying to find a way to get turned back to normal. That could be a whole movie right there. Um, but in this case, it's supposed to be a power that de-ages Nami, Robin, Brooke. I think it's just those three, right? But it doesn't... And Chopper. Act- and Chopper. But unfortunately, it doesn't actually add to anything or do anything. It's just more like an extra it's, motivation. It's like just... <sighs> yeah. I will it's say it, it does kind of help in the sense that they need a reason to re-engage Z later. But, but but yeah, but it's on the Strahd's front, but it's also like, but Luffy already has a good enough reason, which is like, hey, his pride and ego were shattered when he lost to Z- Zed the first and he, two times. And Zed has his hat. That's more exactly. than enough reason. That's, that's more than enough. But I guess the movie's like, oh, we need a, the crew's motivation. But it's also like, but that's only half the crew. The other three are just, the other three or four are just fine or they're doing their own thing. So it, it, it ends up being like this weird, like, missed opportunity where it's like, you could have done a lot more with this. Like, even... It, Mer- it's kind of the Chekhov's gun issue, where, like, this ability is there, and even though it is used, which normally you say Chekhov's gun, is it wasn't used at all, or the ability, and it was yeah. used, it was just irrelevant, so it kind of just falls flat, and it's like, why was it even in this movie? Exactly. Completely For the merch, irrelevant. right? Probably. Exactly. Just so we can get Young Navi, Young Chopper stuff. Young but, the stu- but the weirdest thing is that, like, with the exception of Nami, the other three characters don't change much at all. So it's not even for the merch. And even with yeah. Nami, it's like they didn't do anything crazy. It was just like, oh, they gave her the like the Asuka twin tails from Neon Genesis. And that's it. Like there's no like cute like blouse they gave her or anything like that. Anything like, again, like chibi art they could sell. Chopper looks a little like just a smaller version of Chopper. Robin and Brooke look identical. Like I think not uh, I think Robin is just less tall, I think. Yeah. Or less curvy. I don't know. Those, like, I thought it was, was kind of funny, actually, during the transformation scene when it's showing oh, Robin. Absolutely. Like, it looks like nothing is happening. Yeah. So, 
skipping a little bit ahead uh, before we go to the drip check. There was that really, it was a very uncomfortable scene for me personally, where it's showing like all the characters like go back to their true form because they beat, uh, Zoro beat Ainz. So like we're seeing like this Sailor Moon transformation, but uh-huh. instead of like them going into their garb, it's Nami growing out her boobs and ass again. And then Robin growing out her boobs and ass again. But, and I'm just like, this is just really weird. I'm it starting to look away. Comes back it, and then it comes back <laughs> around because it shows Brooke. Beautiful. Yeah, straight, straight to an ass shot of Brooke. And he's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and that's always been my thing. Or I'm just like, I if you're it. giving me fan service, just give it to me across the board. Okay. Like, I get it. The, the, the Nami and Robin fan service, it's meant for me. But I'm also like, it's also really weird and creepy. But when you do it across the board, it makes it more fun. It makes it, like, again, it's, yeah. like, it's for everybody, right? Especially because Brooke was just, like, screaming in the process. He's just like, no, my hair's getting old again. <laughs> and we're just zoomed in on his bony ass the whole time. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I yeah. love that. that scene there was great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's, let's talk about the drip check. Okay. We, we, we've delayed long enough. My God. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what. This is going to be in the shadow of its predecessor because Strong World went so fucking hard on the drip. Yeah, yeah. Overall, no, no. It, was a, it was a stronger, like, ensemble outfits in Strong World. Yeah. But some of these motherfuckers looking saucy in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be fair and compare it not to Strong World because Strong World is like an 11 out of 10 with the drip, right? It's a little unfair to compare it to that. That's like the epitome. Um, however, this one does, like you just said, some pretty damn good drip. Um, and it's it's so hard to talk about too because like I don't know which one's my favorite. I think we can both agree our overall favorite, but some characters have some I pretty damn good. We look. can, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna assume that it's Frankie's first outfit, the pink <laughs> with the pink I, hair, and I, I think that might be my personal favorite. Yeah, Frankie's pink afro. He looks like uh Richard Simmons if he was like in a full getup, like the '80s VHS workout guy. He's got a big workout. He's got the pink top going. Yeah, you're going almighty. Come this, on, this you movie can do made it. me wish that like I know we, we couldn't see it in the manga anyways, but I would love if Frankie like dyed his hair like every arc. I would I would be so down for that. Oh yeah, it was actually the worst part about Frankie's drip was at the end he went back to the buzz cut, and I'm just like, no, don't go yeah. back to the buzz cut. You can do any style, man. Keep the fro, man. <laughs> he, he was rocking that pink fro, and yeah. I liked how his his arm like armor kind of had like a froey frilly look too cool. yeah exactly he went all in on it so i loved it um i for the uh opening suits what'd you think of sanji's look at the beginning i thought it was kind of like strong world where it had too much colored variety but it worked better he had i liked the, it better than his strong world one i think we're, yeah we're talking about the adventure look by the way where he looked like a weird like cowboy yeah. tourist kind of character this, this one, one has like was a pretty sleek, like the maroon pants with the the red and black diamond like uh, yeah. overcoat. Yeah, it was nice. Then he had like the white tie. I, I think if he had a black tie, it would have been better. Because again, like there was just like every different color on him was just a bit different. There was nothing mm-hmm. matching, so I thought like, it was a bit too much out of place. But then his his after they armor up basically for the finale, that was a lot better. So I actually also work. think Usopp looked pretty darn good with his sprayer on his back and the the shark hat. Oh, yeah. I felt like that was pretty standard for Usopp, actually, so it didn't stand out for me. Because, again, yeah. like, it's just the overall look. It showed off his abs, right? To remind you, he, he did his workout. Um, I loved his uh, suit-up moment because he looks like a, a person playing Sea of Thieves. Because he just has the full <laughs> he has yeah. the full beard. He has the full coat. He's got the full, like, admiral hat. All he was missing was, like, a fake claw and, like, a fake uh, peg leg to go with it. But that really stood out for me. Um... I want to say Brooke was also pretty damn good. His suit up was amazing. Where he just straight up has like the, the classic pirate look. I kept, whenever I saw him, I kept thinking dead men tell no tales. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, Brooke's complete. You're and talking pl- about like manager Usopp, right? Say again, sorry? Are you talking about the very end, you said? The man or the suit up or like manager Usopp? Uh, sorry, the, the suit up at the very, very okay, end. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I thought, making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I did like his manager look too, but I liked it better when he took the hat off. The fake beard was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of the scene from Mulan where she's trying to uh, get, like, Tess to be a proper wife. If you haven't seen the movie, it doesn't make sense. But she's talking to that lady, and she's got, like, the ink on her fingers, and she makes the fake beard around her face. If you remember that scene. Right. Usopp's beard reminded me exactly of that. <laughs> so I'm just like, where's the cup of tea? Where's the ink? Where is it? <laughs> um, I... 
obviously we're saving the best for last. Um, what did you think of uh? We're <laughs> <laughs> saving the best for last, Josh. Um, Robin's first look was pretty vanilla, but it worked very well. Right. It, it reminded Ooh. me of one of her other movie looks as well, with like just the top shirt, long sleeve. Mm. I think it was in yes. the Strong World, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was uh, short shorts, but she had, like, the very long blue sleeves. Um, she also had twin tail points. Like, this movie just really likes twin tails. Um, it worked very well. Um, I don't know what I think about her suit up, because it's supposed to be really sexy, but I feel like that attire is meant more for Nami than Robin. Because Robin yeah. is, is more like, you know, the, th- the long thigh highs, the corset. She's more about covering a bit more skin compared to Nami, but still showing off the goods. Whereas if it's just the bikini and, and bra, I'm just like, that's eh, more of a Nami's thing. It's not bad, obviously, because it's sexy Robin. But well, it's Robin. It's... Yeah, it's Robin. Of course. Yeah. Obviously, she looks great, but I, I agree. Yeah, it catches the eye, but this is the drip check. Okay, we got to be consistent here. <laughs> I mean, um, as far as that ending suit, though, I've been saying it, man. Luffy in the full-length coat, dude. It just works. Yeah, it, he, he, he works so well with the full captain look. I still think the Strong World suit up with Luffy is like the best yeah. any character has looked, period, because that took me so off guard. Um, I also appreciate with the suit up that his secret weapon was a giant meat on a stick on his back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. This I, is I, my fuel. <laughs> I also love that. Everyone else has like weapons, like Sanji's got two guns, you know, they got swords. He's like, no, I'm the weapon, and this I is got- fuel. <laughs> This is my fuel, motherfucker. And he eats it right away when they get to the location. Um, also, I've been, we were saying in our pre-discussion also, we kept on talking about how we thought Zoro, and he, he obviously does look great. But now that I'm looking back at all these photos I have, Brooke is looking damn good. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing up Brooke all the time. I'm sticking with Brooke. <laughs> with, like, I think, overall I think good. Brooke might be the MVP of Drip in this movie. He is, de- to me, Brooke is definitely taking Usopp's place for, like, ever since the time skip right, of, like, yeah. relevant, constant, like, A-tier drip check in all the movies. He's only been two so far, but they've been all bangers. Um, Usopp's been kind of slacking a little bit. I think, like you mentioned, I think, an episode or two ago, where the, uh, the, the animators realized, we're giving Usopp too much power. We gotta <laughs> bring it down a little bit. They realize after movie six, they're just like, man... He's not supposed to look this good. <laughs> and I'm just like, don't hold back. Just don't hold back. Um, this is actually a good time, actually, to transition real briefly to... This will make sense in the, in the end. Where there's supposed to be at least two specials leading to this movie, Film Z, where it's recommended, according to the wiki, that you watch beforehand. One of which is episode of Luffy. I didn't want to watch that because I'm pretty sure after we cover the movies, we're going to eventually cover the episode of specials. So I wanted to wait on that. And the other one was called Glorious Island. It was like a 10 minute, 15 minute thing. I'm like, you know what? I saw a thumbnail. It's the Straw Hats are wearing the same drip. So it's directly connected. I'll watch it. I'll be honest. I couldn't finish it. It, it, I felt like I was watching an etchy special because that right. those animators really loved Nami and that striped bikini. <laughs> they spent, of course, of course, they spent so much time animating physics, animating movements, camera angles, and I'm just like, okay, this is nice and all, but is it actually gonna help me enjoy the movie better? <laughs> so I had to stop halfway through because I'm just like, it's not that relevant. But yeah, if you want extra fan service of Nami in that beautiful striped bikini glorious island it's somewhere on youtube um however i brought that up to the drip because obviously she looks great in the bikini but i want to mention the orange coat she wears briefly um after they find zed in the beginning uh, watch- yeah. yes and that actually looked really good um i think it would have been better maybe if it was blue so that the blue and orange you know contrast very well yeah. instead of orange and orange but it still looked really good. It was like a it was a coat to cover herself up. It had like a frilled up collar. It looked pretty damn good. Unfortunately, her middle section outfit's kind of lame. Just the white dress. Yeah, because again, it's just for the merch. It's just for merchandise. And it, it does make sense because she probably just had to buy it on the island real quick. Yeah. But still, still kind of sad. Also, her suit up look wasn't that good. I think it was just an armor, wasn't it? Like to and showed off some leg, like a shirt and some armor. Uh it, yeah, it was like a like a army-ish look. She had kind of army hat. I like the guns, you know, on the back, but Yeah. If you know if you use them more. 
Um, (laughs) But the camera angle really reminded us that, hey, by the way, she's got her body back. Again, that part was a little fucking weird about the uh, cinematography on that. Um, But yeah, I think we can agree for this movie. It's a contender against Brooke that Zoro probably had the best drip in this movie, which is very weird, but it's true. Zoro just had straight up a suit like not the, not the jacket but he had like the under like the striped undershirt and the black slacks he looks really good in black i'm just gonna be honest and the suit up it's it's almost more of the same suit look but it's red and maroon and he's got the coat with it to go with it and yeah zoro just looks really yeah, fucking kind of got like the same coat that luffy has but open a little bit yeah so Overall, who do you think wins the trip check? Are you, still, are you saying Brooke, or are you still sticking with Zoro? I really like Brooks in mm. his vinyl suit up when he's got like the the orange coat and he's wearing like the uh-huh. I don't know, those white frilly handkerchief things, you know, on his neck, whatever those are called, the red yeah, pants. He's going Man. old school. Yeah, he looks great there. Mm-hmm. But I, I I do think Zoro probably wins it out overall because he looks great the whole movie. Yeah, I want to say overall Zoro wins, but my personal favorite would be Frankie's opening look, just because it just, it screams. Yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite individual look. Yeah. Uh, none of the none of the OC movie characters really stood out design-wise. Zed was interesting for his silhouette, right? Because the cyborg arm, it's hard to ignore him. Um, but like his, we had mentioned the henchmen are kind of plain. Bins has a bit more design, but overall they're kind of just there um in terms of design but yeah so speaking of zed i think we should now finally talk about one piece zed in terms of like what actually happens in the event so i will say one of the weird things about this movie is i felt like the soundtrack was lacking in this movie a little bit at the end credits you straight up just had an avril lavigne song and then in the action sequences there's sometimes even no music or like generic fight music with one exception, and that is the original song, I believe it's called Ocean Guide, that's sung like three times throughout the movie, and it is a beautifully tragic song. When it's sung, it's solemn, it's melancholy, and this, it really, I really wish they hammered in more and more about how, like, how much past this Prime Zed is, because that opening scene with him was so fucking good. Where he's singing this sad song, or like he's gearing up, right, with a steampunk like battle smasher arm. He's taking in the the inhaler to you know get back up and ready, mm-hmm. and it, it cap it to me it capitulates, uh, capitulates exactly how much um, like how much he's gone through, but he's still like trekking on. And you listen to a song, it's like this guy's been through some shit, hasn't he? Like he's just going on, and like no matter what happens, I will join the cedar with the rest of you, comrades. So. Unfortunately, the reason why I say that, though, is because eventually we get that middle of the movie where it's just like, plot dump, plot dump. Why is Zed like this? Why is he like this? It's this and this. It's like, you honestly could have just hammered in that song more and more, and that could have done all the explanation for you. Again, less is more. Don't spend all your time with characters standing and talking when you could show or be creative with it. Like, in terms of, like in this case, Ocean Guide. So I just want to bring that because that song was to me terrific. How yeah. every time it was used, it was utilized all three times beautifully and, in the movie. Oh, and saying back to the main point that you're making, I did kind of agree, but more than because there there was background music like Sanji's theme played during his fight, and it didn't play Zoro's theme during his fight. At least it didn't seem like it. Maybe it was an obscure section from it. And it then in alter, the but it was balanced weird, the music with the sound, mm-hmm. like you could barely and... hear the sound, the music in the back. Yeah, and then in the, the climax between Luffy and Zed, I think there was no music at all. I think they went for the sound approach, yeah. which doesn't work if there's not really a super strong emotional connection. I get, like, the reason was, oh, because Zed took the hat, therefore there's the connection right there. He fucked up. I'm thinking, like, but back in movie four, the discount crocodile guy, he straight up skewered the straw hat. That's a big no-no. Taking yeah. a straw hat is a no-no, but actually damaging the straw hat that's when you fucked up all right but even then the pure silence is a it was it was a strange choice they did play ocean guide during zed's actual end which was a great scene but i still would have preferred when you actually get to that fight scene a bit more hype music something to get the blood pumping before it gets the tragic end Mm. but yeah sound design sound mixing it was a bit on the weird end but whenever ocean guide was used it was a great moment um, so during this opening sequence, we get 
Marines fighting Marines. It's actually a very strange scene. The first time you see it, you think it's pirates attacking the Marines. But then you're going, wait, why are these guys wearing Nazi helmets from World War II? They're wearing black and they have like the Marine logo upside down with a skull on it. So it's like, what the hell is going on? And we learn later, these are Neo-Marines. These are, it's the Neo-Navy. I forget what they actually call themselves. It's Neo-something. Yeah, Neo-Marines. Neo-Marines. Okay, thank you. And they're straight up like, they're more extreme than the world government. Like, even more <laughs> authoritarian. Yeah, well, they're, they're going, terrorists, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're a rogue faction within the world government that's going, you guys aren't going hard enough on the criminals in this world. And Zed's going straight up like, we need nukes to destroy the entire new world of the Grand Line because we know the emperors are there and the worst pirates are there. So... I'm going to take this convenient plot device that we're learning just now, where if I take these hidden atomic weapons, they're referred to as dinostones in this game, right? They're like natural, like, I think literally like eggs of dinosaurs or like ancient uh, creatures containing capsules. Once you expose them to oxygen, they detonate like an an atomic bomb. I'm going to take these uh, minerals. I'm going to take these stones. I'm going to place them on these three super volcanoes that are dormant. But if all three explode, the entire new world goes up in flames. So, Convenient. Let, let's just talk about that real quick. A, a little bit. <laughs> so The plot is a little stupid. <laughs> it's a little stupid because if this was canon, this would completely change the scope and balance of like how... Because again, like how the manga works, it's always consistent where it's reminding us there's a balance to the world power, right? There's the world government. There's the warlords that help the world government in some way. There are the emperors. There are the other unknown factions like, you know, Wano in this case. There's always this balance. And the world government's always trying to maintain that balance. They always want summit in their fair, right? For example, that's why they chase down the ancient weapons, right? Or the blueprints to them. Because if anyone's going to have this uh, nuclear level edge, it's going to be them. The Dynastones existing is implying they already have atomic weapons. They're just keeping them secret. And he had a shit ton. He had a, and they had a shit ton. If you're a world government, why are you hiding the fact that you have atomic weapons? You want to flash that shit and go, don't resist us, or we're going to blow the fuck out of you. Right? It's nuclear deterrence, right? Nuclear threat. So that's weird strike one. Strike two... Only the top naval people know about this, right? So they say Sengoku, Garp, and Zed, right? Does anyone else know about that? Or I think... Uh, Those Ikenu are the three people like it showed on the screen when, you know, they're like, only the high ups know about it. Yeah. I, I think Okuji knows too. I forget if he knows uh, I, too. I think it's implied because Zed was an admiral and so was Aokiji, so... Yeah. I, I think I'm that's the rank sure. at which you learned this is what they're implying. Yeah, if you're, like, the highest of the higher ranks. Um, and apparently the secret never got out. Not a single one chirped anything. Um, Except for those random drunk guys at the bar where Nami was working. Yeah, they know about the secret about the three volcanoes. That That's another fucking weird thing. Three volcanoes, if they all erupt, basically you get the ring of fire of the entire Grand Line, and everyone inside basically suffocates from ash, or they die from the magma, or something, right? So all three have to explode? Not just one to cause a chain right. reaction? Not two? That's a little it weird has to well. be. It has to be all three? <laughs> to cause this, like, apocalyptic scenario? Yeah, um, because apparently they're, they're connected via underground magma stream. Yeah, I it, again, it's a little dumb. Again, it, if this existed in the manga, this felt like it would be way too much in balance of one way or the other, where it just, again, the, the power balance would be completely changed up. Because if any single emperor or any single, like, you know, maybe rogue faction within the Revolutionary Army, or hell, even the Revolutionary Army, were to discover this, they'd probably fucking do that and take advantage, or at least the threat of it, right? And go, mm-hmm. hey, we know this secret. We're going to tell the entire world, and now we have you by the balls and going, hey, you don't meet our demands, then we're going to detonate these volcanoes, right? And you can't stop us. It's unfortunate because this is kind of the biggest flaw of the movie, which it leads into Zed himself also, 
in my opinion. A little bit. They're they're trying to one up themselves, right, from mm-hmm. Strong World, which Strong World was a kind of a world saving situation as well. But yeah. it was done a little better than this because it's a just smaller scale, and it's the threat that could have happened, even though his plan was also stupid, which we talked about. <laughs> Shiki's plan yeah, sucks it's, too. It's, it starts off on a smaller scale and then expands after that. Yeah, this so here, here's up. a little better. Or, I mean, there was better. But here is, they're trying to one-up themselves, and because of that, they have to make Zed's plan be, like, huge. Like, literally blow up the entire new world. Yeah. And also, what really hurts the movie is because it, it doesn't really seem that justified. For on his mm. character, from what how, how they explain it to where he ends up, at least yeah, because we hear that we get that middle of the movie exposition that plot dump that goes on for a bit too long, where yeah he suffers from a tragic accident where yeah he's an old like like iron hearted like traditional like caricature of a marine admiral where he's like he's completely committed to justice he's like a spitting image of like Lucci if he was older. In terms of like you know personality and dedication, and he suffers an accident where he loses his wife and child to a I think a potential warlord. They didn't say who it was. They just said a possible warlord. Yeah, they, um, they said someone that became a warlord. I thought it like, was someone said the who person was that killed his wife and children became a warlord, right? Maybe at some or maybe point they, they maybe they did say they but they never but they, but they never said or they never said who it was. I think that I, was like a I very think it point. has to be Weevil. Is the implication they were making? Because it I mean, happened it, during the time skip, right? That he left the Marines officially because of that. So the only it's Law or Weevil. That, <laughs> so it's we- that, Weevil. Yeah, that would make more sense then. For speculation wise, that would make sense. Right. I don't point, think that's going to be relevant ever. I'm just. I assume it was Weevil. Yeah. So like, because yeah, if you're a cop on the manga, this isn't major spoilers. If you're a cop on the manga, we still don't know that much about Weevil. So yeah, we I don't guess, know anything about Weevil. <laughs> yeah. So in the movie's case, it's like, well, it could be him. Um, but the other accident that sent him over the edge completely was when he was training his latest batch of rookies. They all got massacred. He lost his arm, and the only two survivors were Ein's and Ein and Bins. Right, so that's why I stuck with them. Curiously similar names, by the way. Yeah, again, that's kind of like the one. Piece they kind of phoned it in there a little bit. I think they're like eh, oh, A I N Z and B I N Z. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like if there was a third villain, they would have been named Sins with a C. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I understand these are really tragic act for unfortunate events that happen from pirates killing his uh his uh his students and his family. Okay. But then actually, now that I think about it, it does make sense. I take it back because it's Zed, it's Z, and then you restart AB. I, I take it back. I like it. Oh God, damn it makes it. sense. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I thought about it just a little bit, I was like, you know. It's actually no. not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it before. Oh, man. Made me convention. Retracted. There was some thought. You know what? There was some thought put into it. There was. It. At least there was. That's there was good. some. Yeah, so I still don't see the escalation from I lost my students, my latest Marines, right, and my family, so now I'm going to be a terrorist rogue faction, and I'm going to have so much followers and I'm going to have my own navy and my own faction. And using my knowledge, we're going to straight up take these atomic weapons. I felt like the navy would have done a lot more to prepare for someone leaving the navy and getting up these armed forces. Right. But, again, we mentioned a couple episodes ago about information not being as easy to go around at some point. So I guess that could be that in-universe reason why they didn't know. But I'm also like, no, if there's a traitor in your midst, I think they'd be much quicker about it. Because it's only it's it's implied that in this movie they only had their first real meeting. Like you know, we had like all the captains and admirals at the table talking about, okay, we gotta take care of this guy. He's taking our dinosaurs. Because we kept all of our nuclear arsenal at one headquarters with some right. And thing. how long has he been gone? <laughs> or how uh, long did you wait to have this meeting? I'm not sure. They gave him a super juiced up battle smasher made of sea prism stones, and then when he left, they're just like, so you just let our you let our science experiment run off huh okay <laughs> did you know what he's gonna do i don't know oh he's back oh he's a terrorist oh he wants to blow up the entire new world oh, okay cool <laughs> yeah it, it's a little weird like they fix him up like they're having no idea i guess that he's just gonna immediately betray them yeah and and characters like garp or even uh saying the fact too or it's like yeah he straight up left one day because he thought we weren't doing enough he was fed up with us he thought we were too weak 
but so I'm like, so Sengoku, Garp, not a single one thought, he's going to come back and try and bite us in the ass. He's not gonna just going to go to some island and retire. Like, this guy is so dedicated to justice and fighting crime because he's the most violent and head-hardy of all of us. So he's not going to be a problem after just screaming at you guys at all. Like, again, I feel like the, the, I guess it still, again, I'm, every single time I say this out loud, I'm starting to think, I guess it reinforces how incompetent the world government is at the same time, which is kind of the point. Yeah, it's weird. That's a, a little bit of a stretch. So I guess the main point of all this that we're trying to say is the plot setup around Zed is very tropey and also doesn't make a lot of sense because you think too much about it. It just yeah. adds too much. Which is unfortunate because as far as his the character. character, yeah, like in the movie, really mm-hmm. fucking like him. Yeah. So when you, like I said, the Ocean Guide song, you see him with the inhaler, you see his actual side and you don't hear what, you know, what Garp is saying about him or what Okaji is saying about him. You actually see him. It's like there is an old man past his glory trying to do one final act before his passing because he knows he's going to pass soon. Mm-hmm. And even with the plot, like, even if you ignore all the bullshit about the Dynastones, you can still see that, oh, he's willing to sacrifice himself because he believes in what he's doing. But he's also willing to challenge other people's perspectives through sheer force. And if he's defeated through respect, he goes, all right, you know what? You got my respect. You might be onto something. Let me do one final favor to help you, which is the the uh, conclusion of the movie. What I'm talking getting to here. So there is something there, especially this is probably my favorite scene in the movie, besides the in terms of characterizing Zed, is when they're talking about you know about his brutal backstory and how sad it is, and I'm getting bored at this point. Then he walks to the graveyard of his massacred Marines. And Ocean's Guide, again, every time Ocean Guide's yeah, playing, that's best we'll scenes slap in, the movie. Him in this movie. Yep. And he's walking to the grave, the song is playing, and there is Okiji, one of his former students, singing that song with a bottle of whiskey. I think a whiskey. And Sherry. Or just, yeah. Oh, what was it? It was Sherry. Sherry, okay. And just going, like, I've always hated the song. You guys made us sing this, but you know what? I did it anyway, because. You always had this ball in your hand. You always looked so cool, right? There's a history there. There's like some tension going on here because Okaji at this point knows this guy is a is like prime target number one of the world government. I've left the government at this point, but I also know it'd be the right thing to do because this guy's going to kill innocents in the process, right? You get yeah. this weird, complex array of alliances here. And Okaji is straight up like getting ready to attack. Like he's hardening his hand and Zed's getting ready too, where he's like, all right, you're going to throw down with your old master, huh? Kind of thing. But there's some tension there, and Okaji can't bring himself to bring him down. That's another small qualm. Zed was, like, stupid strong. At, At some this point, point to get his ass kicked by Luffy. I, I, that's how it looked. Because he, he smacked Borsalino with, like, a full arsenal, like a full platoon in the beginning. I, I would normally agree with you, but... I also am a sucker of, hey, if it's cool enough, I'll yeah, forget I don't, it. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's a minor <laughs> thing, because I'm really not, a, like, a power scaler. It's just, it's a little weird. You know? Yeah. Maybe a little early for, for that level of strength to be to be a Luffy the, opponent. The movie gave me one simple explanation, and I'm just like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And that is, his, his cyborg arm is made of, somehow, sea prism stone. So, anytime he's attacking any Devil Fruit user, and they make contact with them, they get a little weaker. Right, a little bit, because it's sucking the life out of them a little bit. So that was like a, a movie reasoning that was logical for me. Also, the cool part that I loved is whenever he's charging up an attack, you hear like this long wind up of like his steampunk gears like charging up before an attack. At point, like you mentioned, the sound design yeah. it was a little too loud, <laughs> but it was cool. And I loved his attack where he just has like a close range explosion. And it reminded me of the stake driver from Bloodborne where you have to charge that weapon up at the best time possible, but it was so hard to land a direct shot because of how long it took to wind up. But if you got it, you got like half the boss's health down in one hit. And that weapon, the battle smash reminded me of that. So I'm like, Oh, it's so great. And so like action wise, again, like this cyborgs, right? Robot guy. It was up my alley. And, but going back to the character, we're kind of jumping around the plot here. Cause honestly, the plot Dude, is basically... It, it really is not that much <laughs> happened in the plot. Like, it, yeah. it is literally, like, they, they have a little party in the beginning. That's cool. They find Zed. Yeah. 
you know, they, they meet him, they kind of learn his deal, and then they're hunting Zed, like, immediately. They're like, fuck that, revenge. They follow Zed to the second island, they don't they, catch him they there, he blows that up, fail, they follow him to the third island, and that's the end of the movie. I shit you yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fun action, but there's slow parts in between. But we're focusing on Zed because he is definitely the most interesting part of this movie. I will reassert, not a bad thing that it's all action. There's other yeah. things that are, yeah, the problem. <laughs> exactly. So, but what I, yeah, what I was talking about the mispotential with Zed was, I, it didn't really click to me what they were trying to do with this character until, like, my second, like, skim through. Like, the first time I watched it, right? Mm -hmm. I was unsure what to think about Zed. Because, again, you got the plot stuff in there that was just kind of too much, right? But on the other hand, you're going, you're like, okay, like, ignore the plot, focus on the character, what he's saying, what he's doing, why are you changing his motivations and actions? And it's like, yeah, it's this, it's this old man past his prime, and he's willing to... You're he you can earn his respect if you kick his ass in the fight because again he's very old school like justice violence right like Lucci where if you kick his ass then he's willing to hear you out. It yeah. reminded me of uh, <laughs> it reminded me of a this sounds very out of nowhere uh the character Jetstream Sam from Metal Gear Rising where if you play the DLC you learn how why he is aligned with the bad guys in that game where it's like yeah because he's he's on his own faction but then he is defeated by Senator Armstrong, and then Sam goes, okay, you're right. <laughs> you, you kicked my ass in the last fight, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out because <laughs> you're stronger than me, so clearly you must be onto something. Right. So he follows, he follows that mentality. Um, but there's a bit more there because, again, like that, those past experiences, that past history. But because the movie does so much to try and lay it on to you of like how sad and tragic this is, Kobe asking Gar, what was Zephyr, Zephyr actually like? And then you get these scenes, it just drags on. It's just focus less on just old guys or other characters talking about Zed and just show us Zed reminiscing in the old days. And this movie would have been far better. Yeah, Tone basically, it, down on the plot. it was like a 20 to 30 minute segment of, of them talking about Zed-ish, right? Roughly, mm -hmm. May 15, but that's almost a full anime episode. Like, you could have just given us a quick flashback. Mm -hmm. that, that probably would have been more effective hopefully at least yeah <laughs> unfortunately but yeah and then by the end zed won my heart because i we kind of like forgot about the plot at this point like you see the dinosaur stones like in the background when they're fighting in the dormant volcano it, like we said like as a character he's great it's just the justification for where he is in the film it doesn't make sense to me yeah like they try to pull a because I'm continuing my Middle Gear Rising references, they try to pull a Senator Armstrong, but unfortunately, it just didn't quite get it. The hype, though, for the literal fight was there, though, when he and Luffy are duking it out for so long that they get exhausted, and Zed is, like, straight up, like, his, his, his wires are hanging off the arm at this point, and his arm, I think, just got dented, because Luffy punched it so hard, he was able to actually make a hole in it, and goes, you're a pirate, why are you stopping me? Because he's, he's, be he's being self-aware at this point, right? Like, I'm I'm prime suspect number one. I'm a terrorist. I'm going to blow up the new world. You're a pirate. Why do you care? Just pillage somewhere else, right? And then Luffy reminds us, right? You've, you, you damaged my reputation. You beat me twice in front of my crew. I got to get my reputation back. And more importantly, you took my fucking straw hat. And I do what I want, right? And Basically, Zed you, don't, you don't fuck with the king, bro. Yeah, exactly. You don't mess with the future pirate king. Because throughout the movie, Zed is mocking Luffy, like, right? Where he's like, how could a pirate king be so weak? All I have to do is grab you once with this arm and you're nothing, right? But Luffy proves him wrong, right? Through sheer force, willpower, as Luffy always does. But it actually impresses Zed, and this is where Zed wins me over, mostly, because again, the plot stuff's still distracting a little bit, where Zed is so impressed, the fucking uh, Battle Smasher, he lets it get destroyed, right? I thought he lost his arm. In the flashback, by this point, I don't care. It's kind of like a... That like a, was so weird. It was, right? Did they, did they build him? Uh, this is, like, a serious question that I really would like to know. Is So inside the Battle Smasher, there's also just another hand, right? I, I, <laughs> like, I, is that what I'm supposed to believe? You don't see it as the skin, so I think it's implied that it's an exoskeleton with, like, engineer gloves around it, I guess. Like, you know, like, just the, the under armor for the actual Battle Smasher. But again, I, yeah, I was throwing off, too, where I'm just like, oh, he had his arm still? Okay. But it doesn't matter because, again, he kind of, like, flexes out of it a little bit to go, like, all right, you know what, Luffy? You're so serious about your dream, your goal of doing what you want, but I'm serious, too, about what I want. So here's what we're going to do. No items, box only, 
Final Destination. Final Destination 1v1. Yeah, and he takes his fucking stance, and I'm just like, okay, this suddenly got really fucking hype. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This suddenly turned into a Platinum Games boss fight, and again, just like, because unfortunately Movie 7 failed the Metal Gear Rising test, where if you played the the boss music, does it get better? No, it sucked. In this case, the the fight scene is actually silent, so if you take the Sandra Armstrong fight music, (laughs) the last boss music in that game, and play it in that fight, it's perfect. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, this got really fucking great. <laughs> and yeah, the, the action really is just top notch. Yeah, they go into full hockey, right? Both their arms get uh, hardened up with nanomachines, son. They start wailing on each other, and they're getting so exhausted that they're just dragging. Like, Luffy's, like, extending his arms, but, like, there's no momentum, there's no weight, but they just are just duking it out. It's just a pure brawl fight. They end up like pr- end up really damn good to the point where it's like even Zed is just like he's got no breath left because he crushed his own inhaler too because again he's right. bringing himself down where he's like no your dream is shit compared to mine let me prove it to you by beat kicking your ass but then Zed again this is that characterization part he realizes I can't because I'm just an old man I'm past my prime but fair and square you did defeat me and it's not because you're just some pirate pillaging you got your own dreams your own goals. So let me make it up to you and do like one last stand before I meet my end. And um, uh, <laughs> GTA Admiral, I'm sorry, Bulls something. <laughs> Borsalino. Borsalino. I want to say Bolsonaro. I want to say Bolsonaro. <laughs> that's why. Kizaru uh, works. Ki- if that's Kizaru. Okay, Kizaru. Kizaru that's, shows that should up be with... easier because it's in Dragon Ball. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Admiral Kisara shows up with Marines, right? They're because they're showing up to actually stop the Neo Marines from doing their shit. They're too late, obviously, but they're they're moving in, right? The Straw Hats already did their part in taking care of the Neo Navy, as well as the the discount uh, Kuma Khan bots that are like white instead of black. Right. That was out of left field, but it was a fun action sequence where you get to see General Frankie. You know, I just realized because I remember the first time I watched this movie, I thought that maybe those were upgraded pacifista. We, we still haven't seen Pacifista in, in the New World, have we? Except for the very beginning. Which the very, very beginning. Yeah, in which we saw the Straw Hats one-shot them. So, yeah, you'd be upgraded. Yeah, but, but, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. But but this movie, we can't confirm that, because Joe and Frankie one-shots them, too, quite easily. Or, or yeah, they shots. got wrecked. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I know we've been talking about Zed a lot, but real quick. Um, the Straw Hats, like, doing like, their Dynasty Warrior-style fighting. Zed also does like that, too, by the way. There's a lot of that in this movie, where they're just fighting a bunch of Marines at once. Um, also, a lot of ship fighting in this. There's one in particular yeah. with a Thousand Sunny, where it just blows right through the flagship. Great Sakuga, great animation. Loved my ship battle. Short and sweet. Um, there's one scene in particular that I just love so much, where uh, Chopper goes in, like, the puffball mode. He's just, he's just stuck with a bunch of muskets in him, and oh, he's just dude, yeah. firing all at once like a mecha turret. Yeah, I, I was really expecting, like, Frankie to throw him while he was doing that, so he's like an aerial, like, cannonball firing. <laughs> but what we got was still fantastic. But yeah, overall, just that action was just really damn good. And that final scene where, again, Ocean Guide is playing one final time yeah. as Beautiful. Zed is, yeah, going through his, you know, his sacrifice at the end. Unfortunately, again, because the plot and the 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 presentation of Zed's backstory and his character was very mixed, I, I would have gotten good. over the plot, you know, if that yeah. was it. I would have totally been like, I don't care. But the yeah. real issue is, is the backstory. Yeah, it's the presentation of it all, exactly. But what we got was still really damn good. Uh, I wouldn't say Zed is the best movie villain. I still say that's Omatsuri. It's, it's Omatsuri, yeah. The very, yeah, for sure. But they did put a lot of effort into Zed. He, he's my favorite, I would say. As like a character, I think. Omatsuri or Zed? Zed. Yeah. I, like, I like the idea of Omatsuri better. I but think, I like uh, Zed as a character. I like I like him. You know what I mean? He's like my kind of guy. Like that's the, he, I'd be a homie with him. I feel if he wasn't a crazy psychopath, of course. <laughs> okay, okay, I get you. I would say if Zed were again, it's like the strong world problem. Where if it was Oda's touch, I feel like Zed would have been one of the better villains. Absolutely. Yeah. But with what we got in the movie, it was a bit checkered, a bit flawed. There's a lot of bridges in between these pockets of backstory that need better connecting, a lot better adhesive to connect all together. 
Because what we have, I still like is the, you know, the cool old man past his prime, but he's still kicking. He's still got some moves. Um, And what we got in the end was a great moment, except for the very, very end right before the credits. I was still, I'm still confused by this, where they decide that the last thing we see in this movie is, oh, where did he get the name Zed from? Why did he call himself right. Zed instead of Zephyr? And then he just ends up being like, oh, because it was my superhero. Like was he was he supposed to look like the other kid that we don't give a shit about because he's only in there for like a minute? I don't know. I completely don't care about the side it, characters. It in this felt movie. like <laughs> yeah, it felt like they were trying to evoke uh, like you know evoke a something connection. in me because he was similar to this other kid that wanted to be a hero, but I didn't give a shit about that other kid that other or kid his grandpa. Yeah, they were barely kid, in it. The other kid creeped me out, and the grandpa just gave him clothes. That's all I remember him for. Um, but yeah, that. I feel like, yeah, there's a couple of issues where they just need to cut out scenes. Most of the exposition plot dump scenes, just get a get a surgical knife, just cut that all of that shit out. Yeah. That last part with Zed, I don't need to know that. Just, it's easy enough. He calls himself Zed because he thinks he's just, you know, he's just ashamed of his career in the Marines or whatever. So he just gave himself a new name, new life. Fuck it. Uh, we don't need a backstory like, oh, he was named after a superhero. Unless it was interwoven into the plot, which I don't think it was. It definitely and wasn't. Or it was yeah. very poorly done. Yeah. So that again, that part was just kind of thrown in there, unfortunately. But all that um, said, really liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I still did, really like I, it. I, I really did like it too, especially. Yeah, Zed is just—it's he's a flawed character, but both like in universe, which is yeah, completely the fine. Entendre. But exactly, but fourth wall as well because it's not complete. It's, he's not a complete character. Um. I would love to see if there was like this is like one of those moments where it's like if anyone has like a like a YouTube video, you know those YouTube ad, like essay videos where it's like an hour and a half long kind of thing. Like here's how <laughs> the defense of film Z. Yeah, yeah defensive film. But I would want to see if anyone had a like a, one of those like redo videos where it's like if I were oh, to make yeah. a few changes, that'd be cool. What would I do? Because you can see the potential, right? For Zed being like one of the best. It's like. Like off, uh, whenever we're not recording, me and Justin always talk about like how we redo Legend of Korra. That's a that's a thing we do, honestly. When there's a series, yeah. especially sequels to like or things to to series we really liked, we'll kind of like, you know, how would we have redone that second part to make it better, or even like just redone this whole story? Yeah, that's always well, fun. Yeah, we're aware hindsight's twenty twenty, but we also have the fun of just like we see the potential, but what we got was just just not enough. It wasn't there. So if you could do it a little differently, what could you do, right? And I feel like film Zed, as well, especially Zed as the character, could definitely use that touch where it's like, how would you do it differently? Because I still think Omatsuri is the best villain in all the movies, easily, idea-wise and everything. But Zed could have been the best if it was done much better. Because I love the idea of someone past his prime just looking for one final chance at glory or redemption or purpose. Before meeting his inevitable end, right? I love that idea, and especially because it's a marine, he's gonna be the antagonist. So, and what we got was good. He's a fucking cyborg, steampunk, awesome. Sound design was a little like mm. off balance, yeah. <laughs> but I liked what we got. Animation. Like, was I mean, if you're gonna so put Sanji's theme in there, you better slap that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that song is fire. Mm. The animation, the action, that's still fucking great. This is definitely a movie where I would like to look. I would like to see montages on YouTube of like, just see, show me the action scenes, right? Just see me that. Yeah. And Zed, just seeing all of that there, that's buttery smooth and great. But if you notice, we skipped a lot of like, because our usual method of how we talk about the movie is like talking about the plot step by step. There really is almost none in this movie. And that's what we can jump around, just talk about the action, the Zed, the drip. So overall, despite it being almost unfocused and yet so i still give it a seven i still like i was gonna say seven as well yeah i still like strong world better because if it weren't for that one fucking huge flaw with strong world that would have been like a nine or a ten even yeah but as this movie zed's great but the other straw hats are even Which, this extent. one, like, it probably also would have been near perfect if they'd done his backstory a little better, but it's just, it's a little harder to visualize it as well, right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, like if you want to make the straw hat set go on the back burner for this one to focus on a movie OC, but dedicate everything to like his backstory that also fuels like the world of One Piece, right? Make it more about the villain, make it stand out more. You could totally do that. But because it's flawed in the process, it just doesn't quite hold up. So it's a, it's a, I would say a weak seven. Strong World is a strong seven. This is like a weak seven. But would I rewatch it? Absolutely. Great action sequences. Every time you rewatch it as well, you get a little bit of characterization about Zed you missed the first time. So it, that, that part's good. I agree. Yeah. So overall, very fun movie. Uh, I don't know if this gets like the seal of the approval of like, you must watch this if you're a One Piece fan. I would say... Definitely worth watching. It's worth watching, but it doesn't get my seal of like, you have to watch this. Like, that's like for movie six, movie four. I think Strong World I gave the seal, right? Because yeah. it's like, because it's beautiful in every way. And then the critical flaw moment, it's like, yeah, how much do you understand the characters and how it kind of ifs, like, it gifs your buttons kind of thing. So this one, it just misses that seal. Oh, but I do like this movie. <laughs> I really do. Um, what's the next movie? Is it Film Gold? It is Film Gold. 13th movie. 13. Lucky 13. Of course. We're moving up um, to, I think, 2016, finally. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get a little real here. I apologize for the delays that we've been causing. Um, I moved into a new place, so it's not because we're like, we're like getting tired of these movies. It's like, no, it's because there's a lot of shit happening in real life. Uh, Justin, you're doing some new shit too right now. Right. I got to a new place, new job. Just as life changes. So yeah, we do apologize for that lack of episode last week. Yeah. So we might get some more delays here and there as we're trying to figure things out. But don't worry, it's not because we're getting tired of this. Like, this is, like, my relaxation when we can do this. We can find the time to do this. Because I'm loving these movies. I'm still loving One Piece. Um, I can't wait to watch Film Gold. Uh, if you want to chat with me on Twitter about opinions about how <laughs> Zed is actually a better villain than the, the Baron, you can contact me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A. Uh, where can I contact you, Justin? If you want to talk to me about why... Zoro and or Brooke does not have the best drip. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Jitsu. It's J-I-T-S-Z-U. And real quick, we want to remind you that if you give us a five-star review, we will gladly read it on the show. And it also is very helpful to our podcast. And since it's so helpful, I want to say thank you very much to Miles underscore High, who has mm-hmm. given us a five-star review. You didn't tell me this, you motherfucker! This is, this I did not. <laughs> good listen for, for OP fans I'm a longtime One Piece fan who really enjoys the series but listening and rereading it with you guys it feels like a fresh experience keep up the yeah. good podcast thank I, you very much we plan to do so that's kind of the intention very glad you've been enjoying it yeah it's kind of the intention we were doing this because you were telling me too about like uh, old fans like loving to re- having a having an excuse to reread you know and this this oh, podcast was my excuse to, to read it. <laughs> exactly, it was for you, yeah. So, yeah, just anytime you hear, like, a fresh opinion or even, like, a, a refreshing opinion from an older fan as well, it's always nice to hear that. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, also, if you want to contribute to our Patreon, that is www.patreon.com slash OP is OP. I got that right, right? Yeah, you can check us out yes. over there and support us, and you can come hang out in our Discord, which does not require Patreon. There's a link for that. You can just join us. But if you wanted to support us and get access to some of our other benefits, such as a monthly hangout discussion, which really great one just last week, maybe yeah, two we- weeks ago now, because we missed a week last episode. But it was very fun. Thank you to everyone that came out to hang out with us. It was it was awesome. Yeah, and we're getting the Discord is the Discord is slowly but surely growing. We're getting more and more people going in. I learned unfortunately just today before recording that the dub of the four kids dub got far enough to get Robin in there. And they gave her a Southern, like, like blonde Southern, like blonde girl, Southern accent. And I'm just, I, I was so mind broken because who, they, well, they she's wearing a cowboy hat. She must be from the South. Yeah. Right? So basically, yeah. So literally they saw a picture of the character without knowing anything about her. And like, we're giving her a, like a Texas accent. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it does not play well for those of you that have not heard it. Oh god, no, it doesn't. Like, I know Sanji's voice was horrible in the four kids because that stuck with me over a decade after listening to one line or two. But hearing that was just, it messed up the gears in my head so much. I couldn't watch that full clip that I was posting on yeah. Discord. <laughs> San- Sanji's voice kind of, it, it lingers, you know, kind of haunts you. Uh, 
Oh, my favorite line is still, now you're at the Air Force. That's still my favorite <laughs> fucking moment, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was a Zoro line, the now you're the no, Air Force. No, that's Sanji, without oh, a doubt. Yikes. Oh, we should wrap this up before I think of more four kid dub lines. Oh my god. <laughs> and just completely unnecessary, real quick shout out, Zoro's four kids voice actor was not that bad. I'll he wasn't that bad? He was okay. He, okay. The direction wasn't great, but he was definitely the best, I think, among them. Oh god, in that same clip, I heard Vivi say one line, she was not good either. <laughs> yeah, man, look, they just had some real issues casting back then. Oh yeah, they did. She was... Uh, Vivi's example was just we couldn't find anyone, so here's someone just reading the script. You'll pay for that, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I if you want to catch inside. all these <laughs> clips with us at all times in real time, catch us on Discord and come hang out. I can only handle so much cringe, so please post sparingly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we're I think we're done here. Yeah, that, I think we are. Thank you guys <laughs> for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll catch you on our next episode when we discuss One Piece film gold. Bye-bye.